0: KGUM, AM in Agatanya, Guam. You gotta locked on to Manland and Sea with Dave Duaney. It's only on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk K57. <laughs>
1: I just can't believe you not the man who loves you. Would you hurt the man today? Would you take the love you gave me Would you hurt the man who loves you? Would you hurt the man today? Would you take the love you gave
2: me away? Have a day, have a day, everyone. Good evening. 31 Minutes After 6, welcome to Man, Land, and Sea. I'm Dave Duanis, your host. Every Thursday, 6.30 to 8 p.m., it's a pleasure to do this show. Love doing this show, Man, Land, and Sea. Again, once again, thank you for tuning in. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, One of the things I wanted to talk about, real quickly, and of course there's lots of stuff in the news, but um, we're going to try and keep it to the topic of the environment, news of Guam and our island environment. That's what we're all about here on Man, Land, and Sea. Uh, one of the things I got is an update on, and I'm sure you, you know, people have been taking advantage of it, but uh, this time it's official. The update with public beaches and park, effective tomorrow at 8 a.m. One of the things that's new is social gatherings up to 25 people, individuals, will be allowed. So that's a good thing. And while you're at the uh, public beaches and the parks, Uh, Of course, they got uh, some stipulations that you must follow, you know, for the sake of uh, safety and health. Do not use public beaches and parks if you exhibit any signs, any symptoms. You know, basically, if you're you're not feeling well, of course, try not to go to the beach or the parks. Just common sense, right? So once again, uh, don't use the beaches or the parks if you exhibit signs of illness. Pretty much well said. Practice social distancing. That's a word I think that's going to be added onto the Webster Dictionary very soon. I don't think that word was ever used before, but uh, social distancing. Keep up to six feet of space between you and the other individuals. Yes, it can be difficult at times, especially, you know, we kind of like forget sometimes, but that's the norm nowadays. Uh, again, Practice social distancing, uh, distancing. Keep a distance of six feet between you and others. Uh, follow CDC guidelines on personal hygiene. Basically, you know, wash your hands, right? Wash your hands and uh, use hand sanitizers if you have it. That's a good thing. And uh, so anyway, personal hygiene before you enter the beach or park. So I guess they're asking you to wash your hands before you go there. That will be a good thing. If you do not need to go out, by all means, what did they say? Stay home. (laughs) Stay home. That's another thing that uh, we've gotten accustomed to. That's for sure. So once again, uh, the update, public beaches and parks uh, use will be, um, the restrictions will be relaxed, effective tomorrow morning, May 29, 2020. Social gatherings up to 25 people or more will be allowed. Before it was like 10, I believe. So now you can have a bigger group. A bigger group, but you still got to keep your social distancing. So that's a good thing. You know, things are slowly slowly getting better. Um but of course, as I said in in previous shows, we are definitely not out of the woods yet. You know, we still need to do a little bit more testing. I think uh total number of tests approximately that we've done in Guam is between 5 and 6,000, I believe and that's roughly about 10% of the population. So is that enough testing? Just me? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I think we need to do more testing and more testing is being conducted. Uh, just keep uh, an eye and ear out for the information. It will be out there. Uh, the mass testings that they do around the different villages and uh, different uh, apartment complex, the homeless, etc. Again, th- those are ongoing as we speak. So, uh, once again, welcome to the show, Man, Land, and Sea. Uh, if you got something on your mind, by all means, give me a call, 477-5757. That is the number to call. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you uh, pretty much about anything, anything. If it ain't about the environment, so be it. You know, your calls become a priority, and I will, I will entertain whatever you want to talk about. Uh, last week on Man, Land, and Sea, I had... Uh, Two individuals called into the show, um, Monica Dioro and um, Michelle Maloko. And they're with the Micronesian Climate Change Alliance, and they had some really, really great information. I was really, I actually, I got excited about the whole thing. Um, what they're doing is collecting uh, class two and class five plastics. They're collecting them, and they actually have a plastic shredder that will shred these plastics, melt them down, and they actually have the molds already, different types of items that they can, um, uh, the, the shredded uh, plastic after they melt it, pour it in, into these molds, and they can make different items. And one of the items I, re- I recall is keychains. Uh, I apologize, I don't remember all of them. But it's an exciting project, it's ongoing, and they already have one, one machine on island, You can either purchase, they they mentioned you can either purchase the machine or actually they have the, you can download the blueprints to make the machine, the shredder, here in Guam. So we're looking for people to to get into that. Um, And the goal is to have one of these um, plastic shredders at each village. So we're talking, we got 19 villages. Can you imagine each village having a plastic shredder Melting them down and turning them into different products, and it's it's a totally uh, up to the individual. You can make anything. You can make plates. You can make keychains. You can, uh, it's limitless. You can make a bunch of stuff. So once again, that's that was very very exciting to hear that that is ongoing, and I give a, a big kudos to the two uh, ladies, uh, Michelle Beloko and. Uh, Moneca uh, de Oro uh, for spearheading that uh, project. Uh, they were um, they are uh, actively seeking um, any individual that want to donate the plastics. Again uh, class 2 and class 5 uh, plastics and they, they ask if you do have plastic that you want to donate to them they'll more than be more than happy to take it off your hands. But they would ask Uh, that uh, the labels be taken off the plastics as well as rinse the plastic out of any of the uh, residue juices or what have you you know maybe it might be a iced tea drink and you know still has some residue in there so rinse it out take off the the label and they'll be more than happy to uh, meet up with you and take it off your hands and if you do have plastics that you would like to uh Uh, contribute to the the Micronesian Climate Climate Alliance uh, Change Alliance Sorry, Micronesian Climate Change Alliance there you go you can give them a call at uh, 727-2700 and uh, the first time they were on the show we actually had some people call them up and say hey I got some plastics I got some plastics you can come pick them up Uh, once again great project it's going to be I'm looking at this That uh, once it gets going and we get more machines on the island. Again, you can, the option is you can buy the machines, which is kind of costly probably, or they, they have the blueprints available that you can build them here in Guam with the pretty much just go to the scrapyard and get the different uh, items that you need in order to build these machines. And there you go, 19 of them minimum around the island. I think we're gonna get a good handle on the plastic The plastic problem that uh, everyone, not just Guam. And another good news that I just heard, an update uh, from my good friend Larry Gass, the Guam Solid Waste Authority general manager, just announced recently that uh, they will um, start, commence picking up uh, recyclables. That's right. The authorized recyclables that they normally would pick up on the curbside. Uh, It was suspended back in March, I believe, and uh, starting Monday this week, With a reduced crew, they're going to start picking up uh, the plastics again. Uh, One of the reasons why they suspended uh, the recycling, uh, picking up the recyclables at your curbside, you know, you have one receptacle for regular trash and the other one for um, recyclables, is the fact that uh, they had to be sorted out by hand. And, you know, COVID-19 came around, and that put a little bit of a a problem. They had to uh, figure out how to go about this safely and uh, not uh, get themselves infected um, what it boiled down to was getting the PPEs the protective gear and they were are now um, have those gear and uh, of course social distancing of six feet uh, at least that uh, that translated to a reduction in the manpower he, he normally would have x amount of staff to do the sorting but because of these uh, uh, restrictions and the guidelines to protect everyone, uh, social distancing, specifically, that uh, that was able to, it, it uh, resulted in a reduced uh, number of uh, staff to do the sorting. But they they do have enough, and they do have the protective gear now, and that would allow them to begin to start picking up the uh, pick picking it up. <laughs> Okay, uh, to begin to start picking up the uh, recyclables again at curbside, like they always used to do, and they do a good job. Uh, we give a, a lot of, I give a lot of credit to the hardworking people at the Guam Solid Waste Authority, and they do a great job, really great job. And again, with in in, in conjunction with with, with the uh, Climate Change Alliance uh, Group, um, with what they're doing with the plastic, uh, shred, shredding them up. Melting them, melting it down and turning them into uh, other items, other reusable products. I think that would be a great. I, I told Michelle and uh, um, Monica that uh, that's a gold mine, you know. Maybe they, uh, I'm sure they're in touch with uh, Guam Solid Waste Authority and they'll take some of these plastics off their hands and turn, in, turn them into something else, you know. It's called circular, rec- uh, circular economy. That's what it's all about, and we're well on our way to accomplishing that. And uh, if I have anything to do with it, I'm going to make sure it does happen, that uh, we get more machines, more shredders, melt these plastics down, and turn them into uh, different uh, items that can uh, very well be sold and uh, contribute to the economy as well. So environmentally and economic-wise, it's a good thing for Guam. So fantastic, fantastic, ladies. Monica... Uh, monica de oro and uh, michelle baloco kudos to you and your group i'm sure you got a whole other uh, bunch of people within your group that uh, assist you in this project as well so once again great great stuff i really love to hear that i was excited i remember last week i was so excited about it i i don't know i almost lost my breath talking about it but uh once again good congratulations and before I go any further, I'd like to uh, welcome our producer. Hi. He goes by to, what, do you, what do you go by the nickname? Izzy? Yes. Easy. <laughs> I like it. His real name is Isaiah. Yes, Isaiah Ugin. Um, Isaiah Uggin. And how's uh how's, how's
0: life being graduated now? Uh well my graduation's June fourth, so I won't be here next week Thursday with you. Oh, maybe I'll take a day off. <laughs> up to you, you know. If I don't know, if you would like a day off, let me know. Well, well, without a producer, I can't do the show. Don't no worry, I think you'll have a producer. Yeah, no, just for no I'm coverage. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we'll
2: we'll see what happens. But um, you know, people uh, they're coming up with different ways of uh, doing the graduate. You guys have anything mm-hmm. special? You know? Uh,
0: well, actually, all schools on island. Originally, from what I saw, JFK was the first to actually publish. They had a grad a drive-and-go, grab-and-go kind of graduation. And that was on campus. That was the original published uh, flyer. Then I started seeing other schools. And then when I saw it on the post, Mm. that all schools actually on Island would, all six high schools would be having a drive-through graduation. You mean you just drive up, pick up your diploma and drive out? So I actually had (laughs) my senior clearance on Tuesday and I pick up a placard a <laughs> with my name on it, and so once they call our names, our name, our own placard would actually have to be outside of the car so that they know it's us. Fantastic! You know, I, I mentioned this in previous show. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, yes, it
2: put a little damper on the, the regular norm, normal graduation ceremonies, but by far, you're going to remember this one. Mm-hmm. You who the 2020 graduates, you will remember this. I know you're not going through the. The regular ceremonies you know the big uh, school function type mm-hmm. thing but because of uh, the situation that we're in with COVID-19 it dictated that we do things differently uh, for the sake of uh, everyone being um, safe and protected so you know the drive through drive through that's, that's fantastic uh, you will remember it that is for sure mm-hmm. for sure so is, is every school doing it, or is I, some yes, schools? all
0: schools actually is doing it on island. Well, all high schools from what I saw in the news. Ah. Southern High, JFK, Ukuru. Ukudu's May 2nd. That's my own sister's birthday. Wow. Our birthday. Graduation. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. Okay. 46 minutes
2: after 6. Uh, once again, I'm Dave Dwaynes. Thank you for tuning in to Man, Land, and Sea. You got something you want to talk about? Please give me a call. I have no problems talking to you about anything you want to talk about. Um, let me see, uh, what else is going on? Uh, you know, the, I was talking to a gentleman a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Isaiah, you probably remember, you got the number for me. Um, Mr. Borja, I believe. And I'm still working on his case. He, he had a, a feral pig problem as well in his area. But uh, I, I did call him up and I did speak to him. And uh, it looks like he's not in need of one of those big, giant feral pig cages that uh, USDA has. He informed me that uh, he's been monitoring the situation, and it seems that uh, the population of pigs in his area is somewhat reduced now, so he probably wouldn't need the big, big cages. But if anyone out there, and I've been trying to get a hold of the Department of Agriculture, unfortunately haven't been successful in doing that, to see about if they have the smaller cages. You can't use a dog cage because these pigs will just tear that up. But if you know anyone or any organization that might have a cage that is capable of securing a pig, a wild pig, feral pig, give me a call. Let me know. Uh, we can uh, hook uh, Mr. Bor up with you, and uh, we'll get that situation straightened out. Um, there was another gentleman, uh, Mr. Conception, at the um, Eagle Field area. Uh, I was able to get a hold of uh, the folks at U.S. the USDA uh here in guam and kudos to them they were very um, prompt in getting a hold of mr conception and they're gonna they set up some cameras in his area doing the assessment and if the situation dictates they will bring their cage out there it's remotely controlled and see what they can do about catch uh, catching all these uh, feral pigs and these cages are awesome again they're remotely controlled you can activate them with your cell phone with your smartphone and they got cameras, so you don't the uh, the uh, persons that are operating the cage don't even have to be at the actual site. They can monitor it via uh, Wi-Fi and uh, the cameras that they have installed around the area. And when they see the pigs, they're all there under the cage. They just simply press a little button on their phone, and there you go. Cage cuts coming down and uh, catch all these pigs. And uh, again, it's a big problem not just in uh, Manila. It's a big problem everywhere, Santa Rita. Jigu, they even had one in uh right here in Tumuning. i remember that one because the individual actually got uh he got bit by the pig it wasn't a funny matter but just to just picture that a wild pig feral pig it was up um, right near uh, atkins crow <laughs> atkins crow right there you know in the heart of Tumuning, and we had a feral pig out there that didn't take too likely to being uh uh, bothered so he uh he bit someone so terrible i've heard i've heard stories of feral pigs chasing vehicles attacking the vehicles attacking people and uh it's just you know we need to get a handle on it and uh anything that i can do via this radio show to get the people uh that need to get together to get a handle on this i will do definitely i will do so once again thank you um, usda uh, mr jeff flores thank you sir uh, for accommodating uh, and promptly getting a hold of uh, mr conception and uh, see what he can do about uh, taking care of that feral pig problem he has in his his area and that mr conception can get back to planting and doing what he does best and that is planting different species of bananas fantastic you know he's a great individual. i talked to him as well uh, once again, 10 minutes to the top of the hour. <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm going to go to the phone calls. We're going to talk to Dean. How a day, Dean. You got a comment hey. on wild pigs?
3: Good evening, uh,
2: Dave. Hi, good uh, evening.
3: You know, we're on the fair pigs. Hopefully, uh, come this weekend. Uh huh. You, know, you know, they're having that uh, big derby. Mm hmm. And hopefully, uh, maybe. Uh, uh, yes,
2: I did hear uh, something about that. Huh? I, I did definitely hear they're having uh, uh, the pig derby.
3: Yeah, uh, I think it's sponsored by the uh, right Culture.
2: That's correct. That's correct.
3: Yeah, and uh, the thing is, uh, hopefully, that, that thing will uh, uh, lessen the the population. Although, so we'll I'm not too sure exactly where the hunters will be hunting at. I think there's a mapped out location as to where they can go or. Believe
2: they can pick their location where their normal hunting grounds are at. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I, I apologize. I don't have the, the information in front of me, and I wouldn't want to speak out of turn. Uh, at this point, uh, you're correct. There is. I did hear about it. Uh, there is. There is a pick uh, hunting derby. But for all the, the detailed information, I would ask. Uh, and good luck for everyone to give a call to Department of Agriculture and see if they can get that information. Uh, to the public. Uh, otherwise, if you, anyone out there from public, uh, I mean, uh, Department of Agriculture, you can give me a call right now, and uh, we'll let Deed and everyone else know. Let the listeners know what it's all about.
3: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it was last last week first, that it was Chelsea that came on, and then um, I forgot the deputy director's uh, uh, came on sometime also this week uh, announcing the. They call it a uh, uh, something derby derby. <laughs>
2: anyway. <laughs> it's probably pig uh, derby. That's all I mean. That's what I heard. It was a pig derby. Uh, yeah. Pig hunting derby. But, uh, yeah, very much needed. Is it going to uh, take care of the feral pig problem once and for all? No, I don't believe it will. But it will definitely, uh, it definitely will help. That's for sure. I
3: that, but uh, uh, I understand that... Uh, Whatever is caught goes to the mayors uh, to help feed the uh, those who you know need uh, to meat. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also, you know, win um, um win-win all around. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. At, at the same token, you know, uh, when they do catch him, I know, like the USDA folks, uh, they do uh, testing on the pig because some of these pigs uh, do have. Uh, certain type of d- diseases so to prevent that they test them make sure it's safe and then they can give them out to the mayors and whoever
3: yeah according to the that's what according to the eye that's what they're going to do
2: yeah um, yeah, by all means and again
3: yeah, i got one though you know oh, you're going to register with our mayors you know if you, if you want a pick uh-huh. but then when do we pick them up though hmm
2: I, I, again, Dean, I, I totally apologize. I don't know uh, the detailed information on that. Uh, maybe the mayors, the individual mayors, would know. Uh, otherwise, yeah. again, I'm about to call up the
3: mayor tomorrow. Huh. I don't know. But, yes, you know, sir. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had a um, call in. You know, I think it was Mister Tyson. You know, uh-huh. regarding um, uh, I sustainability. Uh, you know, like. Going back to the old ways One growing, one plant You know, like farming, fishing You know, like uh, How you call it? The barter system
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: Yeah, Especially with if, if today's uh, You know, uh, situation That uh, sounds like a good uh, Concept to yeah, go back
2: Yeah, no, that sounds good to me Hey, you know, I got some manyahag I'll give you uh, two buckets of manyahag You give me one pig <laughs>
3: Exactly, you know
2: no i agree sir, the barter system the again all around
3: you know?
2: yeah yes sir i totally agree well thank you gene uh, again no, i apologize bad. i didn't have that information uh, handy for you but uh, hopefully uh someone will hear me right now and uh, if not uh, good luck and good getting a hold of uh, department of agriculture and your local mayor see if you can get the information you need okay thank you Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, we got about five minutes to the top of the hour. We're going to talk to Mister Conception. Happy day, Mister Conception.
4: Hey, how are you doing, buddy?
2: Oh, I'm good. Uh,
4: great news.
2: How about? How about? Give me uh, the good news.
4: They uh, they they put up the cakes. The day before yesterday.
2: Wow! Wow! Yeah.
4: Uh, well, you know, for a while there, uh, we were. They put up the cameras to survey. Uh
2: huh.
4: And, and And you know we baited, and then uh, uh, I guess they made up their mindset that, that wow. I, I do have uh, little pig problems yeah and and for the so, listeners
2: out there uh, Ken, uh this is Mr. Conception. he uh called uh, manland C about two or three weeks ago. I got his information, and uh mr um Jeff Flores of USDA was able to get a hold of him, and they went out there, put the cameras out, did their assessment. Now I'm hearing the update. You got the actual cage there.
4: Yeah, they they, they put up the cage. So right now in the, the breaking uh, uh, mode uh, where, you know, the uh, fence I and mean, the gate is not uh, act, uh, on yet, so... I mean, uh, it'll take maybe a few days for the pits to get used to to you know the uh, the ca- get going in and out of the cage. Yeah, yeah. I I, I keep uh, uh, loading up because I got plenty of uh, mangoes, ripe right, mangoes. So mm. I pick all the ripe right mangoes, uh, you know, and uh, uh, wheel barrels school, you know, take it in and. Don't inside the cage, uh, you yeah, know. So
5: hmm.
4: uh, there, there, there were some. Uh, 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 they recorded some, you know, uh, uh, pigs come in, but the 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 main bunch, you know, yeah,
2: that's that's what the, they're waiting for. The
4: two hundred, three hundred pounders, uh, yeah, are still kind of nervous, so. yeah.
2: It's just going to take but, a matter of time to, for them to get acclimated to the cage actually yeah, being there.
4: Yeah, get used to it, so. Yeah. Good good job, buddy. Uh, hey, <laughs> thank you very no, much for your no. help. Hey, I really
2: like a, it. I've always believed, Mr. Conception, if there's a will, there's a way. And uh, my well, job is you, to find you. the way.
4: You made, a, uh, you made a lot of will because I, <laughs> I was stuck there for a while.
2: Yeah, well, right now I'm working on another gentleman. Uh, he has a feral pig problem. Unfortunately, it's not as big as yours, thank goodness. So he, uh, he, he's, he's looking for a smaller cage, maybe one that can catch individual pigs. He said he, he used to have a lot, but now they have since. Uh, uh, the numbers have been reduced in his area, so he only sees about two or three out there. So, you know, that wouldn't justify having that big feral, uh, the one that they have at your property right now.
4: Yeah, they, uh those uh, those pigs are very smart, man. Yes,
2: they are. Yes, they, they are.
4: Uh, you know, uh, uh, if they're threatened, they change their time, yeah, no, you know, real quickly. They, I mean, they are
2: smarter usually than...
4: right about, yeah, look, uh, usually right about this time, that's when they start coming out,
5: you uh-huh.
2: know.
4: Uh-huh. and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, grazing around or whatever it is that they're doing. Yes. But uh, uh, because of activities and all this, you know, uh, they've changed, changed their time and uh, they wait until the wee hours, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's when they come out. Yes. I know because my uh, I have a rottweiler here. Uh huh thank God uh you know, we keep we keep her in a in a kennel, so you know you know, I'm afraid the pigs might kill her you know wow but boy the whole night you will be barking and everything you yeah know? It's,
2: it's just a matter of time mr conception uh, as you said you know the the pigs are smart and they are very smart yeah. and uh, unfortunately misconception we're up against the cbs news i'm gonna have okay. to let you go but i'm happy to hear the update i'm thrilled yes, to have I'll the... keep
4: you posted thank you on it. don't mind
2: no by all means give me a yeah. call It's a a success story. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome, sir. Okay,
4: buddy.
2: Okay. Bye bye for now. Okay, bye bye. Okay, CBS News coming up next. We are KGUM, Agana, Man, Land, and Sea.
0: We'll be right back. (laughs) KGUM, Amen, Agana, Guam. You got it locked on to Man, Land, and Sea with Dave Duaneus. Only on Guam's hottest talk, News Talk, K57.
1: of all your beauty night and day My heart yearns for your touch But yearning hurts too much Well then I think I'm gonna miss my corner day
2: But Dave, sounds of Calapana. love that group. Kona Days. 10 minutes after 7. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Man, Land, and Sea, every Thursday, 6 30 to 8 p.m. And I'm Dave Duaney, your host. Uh, I was talking to, uh, right before the news, to Mr. Ken Conception, uh, individual I got to know, and uh, I'm very happy to know him very much. Uh, he had a problem with the feral pigs in the, uh, where was that area? The Eagle Field area. And I was able to get him in touch with the uh, the folks of the USDA locally here in Guam, uh, namely Mr. Jeff uh, Flores. And lo and behold, great news. Mr. Conception called up and uh, they got the cage out there and they're monitoring it. And as soon as uh, these pigs get accustomed to the cage being there, uh, you know, because they are smart, like Mr. Conception uh, noted. And uh, Mr. Flores, he was on my show uh, months ago. These these feral pigs or pigs in general are very smart animals believe it or not they are so you know they got to get accustomed to the cage being in the area and then once they get let their guard down the operator of the cage will pull that uh pull that trigger press that button on his smartphone and get them pigs and as uh, another previous caller said uh, dean uh, previous caller um, hopefully, uh, the pigs that they catch uh, can be uh, distributed out to the mayors and help uh, the residents of Guam who uh, can use the nourishment. You know, fresh pig meat is always a good thing, and uh, you know that's it's a win-win situation. Uh, I did put out a call if anyone knows anyone, because I haven't been able to track one down yet. I have not stopped uh, searching. I'm looking for a uh, pig cage. You know, the your standard dog cage, you know, the you have cages to catch uh, stray dogs, those cages will not handle a pig. The pig will absolutely destroy it. Uh, I got a gentleman in the, I believe, in the Santa Rita area uh, that is having a problem also with uh, feral pigs uh, coming into his property and just tearing it up. You know, they will tear your property up and eat your fruits and vegetables that you have planted So I'm looking for a cage for that gentleman to see what we can do about fixing that, getting that problem resolved. Uh, Before I go any further, uh, once again, welcome to Man, Land, and Sea. Uh, You're more than welcome to give me a call, 477-5757. That's the number. And we can talk pretty much about anything. Uh, With that said, as soon as I focus my eyes here. (laughs) uh, Oh, so anyway, I'm looking for a a smaller cage to catch these pigs. So, you know, as they say in one I just want to barf and just borrow it. And then if we catch the pig we'll make a deal, you know. Like Dean says, and he has the right idea. But the barter. well, Dean uh, heard it on another show, I believe it was on uh Data, Data Hub with Tyrone Titano. The barter system, you know, you let us use your your pig cage and we catch a pig, we'll give you some of the pig meat. Yeah. It's a win win situation, right? So barfing your cage? <laughs> You borrow from your cage so I can help this gentleman out in San Rita. It's a win-win situation, as I said. Uh, once again, um, oh, before I forget, um, Dr. Austin Shelton was also also on the show uh, last night with uh, Tyrone Titano, the Data Hub, and I'm pretty sure he brought this up. But if he didn't, I'm I'm almost absolutely sure he brought it up. The uh, University of Guam uh, Center for Island Sustainability is having their virtual, <laughs> virtual conference series. It's uh, part five of their series, series, Island Sustainability, Island Wisdom for a Global Future. And again, it's on, it's on the interweb, uh, on the Zoom type thing. Uh the weekly series continues part five, May twenty-ninth at nine AM to ten thirty. It's a approximately thirty minutes uh virtual network um, featuring uh some great great uh, uh people on the show. I mean on the uh on this uh virtual network. It's about ancient ancient winds, winds navigating tomorrow. And we got gentlemen and the moderator is uh Rita Nelta. She'll be the, the moderator. Uh, she's the managing director of uh, Guampedia. So she'll be uh, uh, moderating the the guests on there. And the guests include Ninoa Thompson. I hope I'm not slaughtering your last name, I mean your name, but N- Ninoa Thompson. He's the president of the, the Polynesian Voy- Voyaging. <laughs> I'm just not talking too well right now. I don't know why, but... Polynesian Voyaging Society, there you go, as well as Mr. Vince Diaz. He's the director of the Native Canoe Program at the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities. okay. That's what it says here. As well as Larry, now this one, I tried to get his last name, Larry Rangelto, Rangelto, huh? I apologize if I'm slaughtering your name. <laughs> he's the founder of uh, Wayakey, W-A-A-G-E-Y. However you pronounce that, it's over my <laughs> that's over my head. Uh, he's from Yap, and uh, uh, they are the, uh, the guests on the Part 5 of the virtual conference put on by the University of Guam, uh, Island Sustainability Group, uh, again, Part 5. They're doing this, uh, I think, every week, uh, May 29th, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. So all you got to do is go to the University of Guam website. You'll see uh, the uh, – and then they'll oh, walk you through how to register for the Zoom conference. You know, the – conference id number etc etc but you'll get all that all that information on their website so please do if you're interested uh, to partake um, by all means i encourage you to do so university of guam center for island sustainability part five conference virtual conference again you can register just simply go to the university of guam website you'll find it and you can register and partake in the uh, great discussions great group they come up with a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff uh earlier in the show i mentioned uh, i was really excited about this um, plastic shredder that we do have on island and we plan to get more uh, monica uh, monica D'Oro and uh, michelle veloco are spearheading that program and it's a great program uh, we're going to get rid of these Or at least get a handle on our plastics. Plastic is a problem not just in Guam, but everywhere around the world. And these young ladies already got a a plastic uh, shredder, and they got some molds that once they shred the plastic and melt them down, they pour them into these molds that they already have and turn these plastic recyclables uh, into other items that can be um, reused and or sold so again it uh, contributes to the economy as well so good stuff the only thing is uh, they're only accepting at this point uh number two plastics and number five plastics and you can i think you can see it on the on the on a on a plastic bottle for example if you see me on youtube uh, on the bottle itself it'll tell you what number it is and uh plastic number two and number fives are accepted And I told them uh, when they called into the show last week, you're virtually going to be sitting on a uh, a gold mine because people, well, just now, people probably have a lot of plastics on hand because the uh, Guam Solid Waste Authority was not picking up recyclables, plastics, uh, namely, um, since March. But uh, come Monday, this coming Monday, they are going to restart that program now that they have the protective gear that they needed. And uh, the manpower, the uh, it's a reduced manpower, but they're still able to accommodate uh, the uh, re- curbside. You know, you got two re- uh, receptacles, one for regular trash and the other one for recyclables. And again, your regular trash schedule starting this Monday, they will be picking up the recyclables. And again, just like uh, uh, Moneka and uh, Michelle, as well as Larry Gas, Guam Solid Waste Authority, It'll be great, you know. It, it's um, you rinse them out, rinse the plastic out. You know, it's got contaminants. How are they ed? How are you doing, sir?
6: hi. Uh,
2: hi. How are you I'm doing? All, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, you're okay, sir.
6: uh, uh you know the this recyclable thing. Uh, they're, they're gonna pick it up, or where they're gonna put it?
2: Um, <laughs> they're gonna put it, I guess, at their compound. Um,
6: yeah, but uh, you know, how long is that gonna? How long is that gonna be there in the compound? Well, and, they, and what what solution are they going to do there? When, I, I, do they get that uh, recyclable? I
2: I do know that they normally would ship them out off of Guam, but some of the countries that used to accept these recyclables are no longer accepting them. So yeah,
6: I, I, mean, I know, but do, do they have the do they have the funds to uh, do what they want to do with these recyclable things? Because I I just I just got a uh, uh, some glimpse of uh, about. I heard, like yeah, I, I I caught some glimpse about these recyclable uh, products, the plastics. They're there, they're trying to recycle it, but uh, there's not enough money for them to to do whatever they're supposed to do with it. Like, so it's just all piled up in um, in some areas.
2: Uh, that's a good. That's a good question, uh, Mr. Larry Gas, Guam uh, uh, Solid Waste Authority. That, that what I do know. Like I said in the past, plastic they would ship them off island. It does cost. Anywhere from $1,000 or $2,000. I forgot the exact amount to ship them off-island. But right now, a lot of the countries are not even accepting uh, recyclables. Yeah. So what are we going to do with them? If nobody uh, takes them off our hands and we can't ship them out, it eventually goes into the landfill.
6: Yeah, I, I know that, Jason. Okay. Are you sure? You know, are you sure? We're going to pay, pay these people, uh, we're gonna pay people uh, to take care of that matter. Uh, we don't know when the minute we ship them out. We do not know they're just dumping it on the ocean after they get all the money ready. You yeah. know, that I was, I was here in Rihanna's Trench, as far down as Rihanna's Trench, is plastic. And then there's like, uh, there's, there's a current. Well, There's you, a moving forward current.
2: Well, you know, Ed, there's you know.
6: There's w- going on with a lot of plastic debris floating uh, in the ocean. Yeah, w- it's w- almost w- as big as Texas.
2: Yeah, w- we're trying to do something about the... the the, the problem of plastics locally as I mentioned uh, if you just heard me uh, we have a, a group um, the, the um, Micronesian uh, let me see here uh, they're accepting plastic they're shredding them down and they're ter- melting melting them down and turning them into uh, other products and that's a good thing so we're gonna they got one machine now in Guam and they're hoping to get more machines for every single village on the island can you imagine we have 19 of these machines we're gonna get a handle on this we will.
6: Oh, and another thing, uh, Dave. You you're talking about. You said anything about any uh, about any topic, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, come on. I hope you don't mind me, uh, Dave, uh, concerning like issues. But you know, there's a place here in Jiggleton, sorry, street. You know, as uh, further in uh, as you go into the land trust area, man, the, they keep dumping there. You know, if if they got money I and mean, if this National Guard want to show, and they got the equipment, you know. Uh-huh. Other than distributing the food, I mean, let, let those uh, school-age do it, and whoever can go to work for the longest time from mm-hmm. the government, let them come there and do a car time and, and do that thing. Oh, yeah, talk- I, think they, I, I think they can handle that if the National Guard wants to help, and they got the equipment. Come to, to Nisari Street and, and, and load up, use the equipment, and load up those, they got like maybe 15 or 20 uh, broken... Uh, uh, abandoned cars, man. And they're just throwing trash.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, there it is an issue. Uh, abandoned vehicles and illegal dump sites uh, didn't go away. They didn't disappear because of the situation we're in. And I did bring it up, Ed. Um, you know, the there is funding that's supposed to be available. And it's out of the... They got uh, the funding, man.
6: There's so much money that's going on. Well, on. Come yeah. on, let's just take care
2: of a little bit of this. Yeah, Ed, I, I've put out the word. I've, I've tried to get a hold of EPA. They have a funding there, uh, the Abandoned Vehicle Fund, that they normally give out to all the mayors to take care of the abandoned vehicle part of the problem. Uh, as far as the illegal dump sites, that's been an ongoing problem for Guam for many, many years, and we're still I, I trying know, to get a handle on it. They, I
6: know that they, okay doing it. I know that, Mr. Drenus. Okay, so what's, now, what, what now, is your solution? Now that, they, 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 the, the, now that there's money uh, that can help us a little bit more, and the, the National Guard wants to help, and because the mayor don't got the equipment, even the government don't got the equipment to do that thing. Man, we've got so much money, we're, we're investing in the government, and there's no equipment. You, you, you pass by waterworks, you pass by uh, going up to Jigo, you look up there's, there's equipment. There's uh, uh, big trucks. They can't even really fix it. They're paying the technician. They're paying the technician now to fix it, and they cannot fix it. And they it's they can replace it, replace it, but it's still not working. Look at look at the government vehicles. Now we're spending we're spending so much money for the for for the mechanics to, to work on it or something like that, but it's not it's not working. Okay. Not even to buy a, uh buy it, uh to buy a equipment to uh to, to to do the work for the for the workers to to have it a lot share.
2: So so Ed, so what I'm hearing from you, you your solution is get the. Uh the National Guard to do it?
6: Yes. Get the National Guard. Boy, those guys got muscles. They think they got muscles. If the general lady said, they're going to do this and the let the light work do for the school age do the passing of the the boxes. And let the National Guard show their National Guard. And let them help the the village.
5: Hmm. They
6: got the equipment to do it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's definitely a suggestion. Um, Hopefully... It's
6: not going to take long, man. It's just over here they got the equipment, Maybe two days or one day. Pick it up. Pick it up. Scoop it and put it where it was supposed to be. Yeah. We got land here. Yeah. We got a lot of land here. Take those take those things and put it where the land and fence it, when nobody comes in again or or or, or, or guard it.
2: Well you know, Ed, that that's the beauty of the show. Uh you get to uh put out some suggestions, hopefully the the uh, powers that be that to have the resources are listening and hopefully they'll take that idea and of yours and your suggestion and put it into action
6: we don't need the national guard to pass boxes man we, we need them to come over here and let the school age do that or even the teachers because the teachers are getting paid for nothing let the teachers come and help and pass those boxes and bag it up i hmm. a 15 year old can do that
2: yeah well again you, um you're 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 getting the word out, Ed, you know, right here, live on the radio. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, all right. Thank you, Ed. There you go. Uh suggestions are definitely welcome and uh again, are they gonna listen to your suggestion? I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh any suggestion is a good suggestion. There's only two things that can happen. They'll take your suggestion and put it into action. Are they gonna say, No, I'm not gonna do that? You know, it is uh, we can't control what they do but uh, thank you ed i think it's a very very good suggestion i, I hear your point uh, that you can better utilize the national guard as as ed put it they got the muscles they got the equipment and uh, they can better utilize the national guard instead of passing out food uh, bags but uh, they do the the bigger job you know get rid of the abandoned vehicles you got the big uh, trucks and they got the manpower maybe maybe that's a good thing we'll see we'll see what happens with that but once again ed thank you very much um again i think it's a good idea are they gonna do it i i don't know if we make enough noise maybe they will maybe we will we're gonna go to the phone calls and we got uh paul you are the priority right now hi paul
6: hello
2: hi hello paul hey have a day uh,
6: mr duane is. uh I just caught the tail end of what that guy was uh, saying earlier. The one that that I'm calling after,
7: and uh, you know, the one that said, uh, "Teachers get paid for nothing." <laughs> yeah.
5: You know what? yeah. Uh, uh,
6: yes.
7: Gonna, Dave, uh, you don't get paid for uh, for nothing, man. I- I've
6: been working, even even when we didn't have class. Like today, I had like three Zoom meetings. <laughs> yes. For our school. So that guy that said that teachers get paid
0: for nothing.
2: Yeah, uh, I-, I heard it. You
0: know. He can go do whatever to himself. <laughs> all right, buddy. That's, no, it. That's all I got you, you yeah. very
2: much. You're you. welcome, Paul. Again, there you go. Um, Paul's not very happy with that comment. And uh, yeah, I, I, I heard uh, the previous caller, Ed, say that. But, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get into a back and forth on that issue. But uh, uh, we got Paul. He did it very well. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You did it for me. But uh, again, the, the teachers, they, they do their part and they work hard. They work hard in what they do, not only uh, educating our kids and our children. They do things, everything behind the back, in the background. So, uh, again, uh, I can't, uh, anybody who calls up to the show, I you have your opinions? I have mine. We all have our opinions. We just need to respect each other. That's it. Let's respect each other's opinion. Uh, we don't have to agree. Uh, we can agree to disagree. 29 minutes 30 minutes after the hour we're gonna take a short break and uh, once again you're listening to man land and sea we'll be right back news talk k57
0: radio that makes you think hey gum am in guam welcome back to man land and sea with dave duenius only on guam's hottest talk news talk k57
1: Every fish of love just swims along.
2: There you go. What'll do I do? What'll I do? 32 minutes after 7. Thank you for tuning in to Manland and Sea. Having some uh, very cool different uh, types of discussion. We got uh, previous callers. Uh, who was that? Dean called in. Thank you, Dean. And we got Ed calling up saying he's got a suggestion about uh, abandoned vehicles and illegal dump sites and using the uh, National Guard instead of uh, using uh, National Guard to distribute food bags and uh we had uh, uh who was the last caller I forgot his name do you remember the last caller's name <laughs> paul paul there you go and we got paul who called up who uh took exception to uh the comments that uh that he that the other caller said he said the teachers don't do nothing <laughs> well uh paul i think uh you said your part and uh thank you uh, i know teachers do a lot uh so, once again, welcome to back, back to Man, Land, and Sea. Uh, I was looking uh, during the break, uh, looking at some photos on my smartphone, which is not very smart sometimes. You yeah, know, it sometimes gives me a problem. But uh, I was looking at a picture uh, in the Fujita Beach area uh, about uh, a big uh, a whole bunch of trash. You know, it happens all the time. Not only at Fujita. Tangisan Beach is uh, one place, and, and I think it occurs in a lot of different beaches and parks. But this particular one um, on social media, Facebook to be exact, had a picture of a uh, the beach area uh, around Fujita where the trash receptacle was overflowing and a whole bunch of trash outside of the trash bin. Um, again, uh, a whole bunch of trash. So we got a lot of people commenting. Com- Menting on it uh is it because the receptacle was full that uh, they decided to just dump it outside is that the problem of the people that's supposed to empty the receptacle but at the same token i look at it you know if the trash bin is full does it give you the right or the authority to go ahead and just throw it on the ground next to the bin because that's what they did i guess they felt it was okay but no it's not okay you know if that occurs take it with you put it in a bag of course hopefully it's in a bag already bagged up take it with you take it home and throw it in the proper proper disposal you know in a receptacle as well it, it doesn't make any sense to uh yes i understand the trash receptacle is full but it doesn't mean you just throw it <laughs> and the picture the way the picture looks uh, it you know they they dumped it right <laughs> right next to the the overflowing uh, trash bin right next to it. It's like okay, at least it's it's next to a trash can. <laughs> okay, it's not okay. Um, I comment. I couldn't help myself. I put a little comment there. I said, you know, when you go to the beach, especially when you go to barbecue and have some have some fun with the family, and uh, and you or a, a gathering of people, friends, family, you know, barbecue type party. You know, the only thing you should leave behind. The only thing is footprints footprints in the sand everything else throw it in the proper receptacle and or take it with you if there's no receptacle or if the trash bins are full take it with you take it out of there don't dump it there in the you know uh, we live in a beautiful island people we do absolute beautiful island we live in paradise unfortunately there's some people out there that Feel it's okay to trash the island. As uh, my friend put it, busta ibasula, Stop the trash. And uh, by all means, you see people trashing the island, call the, call the proper authorities. Call EPA, go, call the Guam police. You know, it's, it's against the law to litter, to dispose of trash illegally. We had a caller, uh, th- well, Ed, I believe, was calling about the, uh, the problem with abandoned vehicles. Abandoned vehicles have been a problem in Guam for years and years and years. Uh, when I was trying to get a hold, I wasn't I wasn't successful trying to get a hold of EPA. They are the the uh, agency that handles the funds uh, that gets eventually distributed to the mayors. The mayors are waiting for it. they can the man the mayor's hands are tight. they can't go out there and pick up all these abandoned vehicles that don't have. The funding to pay for the disposal of of them, when they bring them to the recycling centers, uh, the, the scrapyards, you know, Global Recycling and what's the other one, Pyramid. Uh, there's a fee associated with that. You can't. The mayor just can't bring an abandoned vehicle there. So here you go, Global. Here you go, Pyramid Recycling. Take this off my hands. Yeah, they'll take it off your hands as soon as you pay them. So once again i'm really looking forward to um i think it's a you know we we are in a crisis situation at the moment uh 19 and the coronavirus put a little damper into a lot of projects one of them might very well be the distribution of the funding uh, to the mayors from epa to take care of the abandoned vehicles and and again that's that's the abandoned vehicles then they got the illegal dump sites I've said it once. I'll say it again. Uh, the problem didn't go away. It didn't go away because we have a problem. We have a current situation, a pandemic with the COVID-19. No. The trash, illegal dump sites did not go away. The abandoned vehicles didn't go away. And I, You hear me say this. Uh, if you tune into the show every Thursday, you probably heard me say it. These issues do not just disappear. They're still there, and we still got to deal with it. From the feral pigs to the stray dogs to you name it all of these issues and problems are still there and we still have to deal with it and i do everything i can via this radio show man land and sea to let people know you know take some pride take some pride in our island re the pride you know we i can't put it any any better you know when we go to the beaches and the parks we, and we bring our family. We like to go, and hopefully it's clean, and that we can uh, enjoy the beauty of the beaches and the parks And our island. And it's hard to do when you go out there and it's trashed. And again, not it's not we're not all guilty. We got some good people out there. We got actual pe- people that go out there and pick up after these litter bugs, for lack of another word. But uh, they actually go out there and pick up all the trash after these people that uh, don't see what they're doing is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong to trash our island. Definitely wrong. So knock it off. Basta y basula. Stop it. Stop it. Once again, uh, excuse me, man, land, and sea, 20 minutes to the top of the hour, 20 minutes to the end of the show. I'm Dave Duenas. You can give me a call, 477-5757. I open it up, uh, open discussion. You can talk to me about anything. And, uh, yes, abandoned vehicles, that's, that's a good topic. I've talked about abandoned vehicles many times. I actually had EPA on the show, um, Nick Lee, the uh, the public information officer, and that's where I get all my information uh, about. They are the, uh, the source that distributes the funding that uh, takes care of, of the abandoned vehicles. Why aren't they distributing the monies now? I don't know. I'm trying to get a hold of them. As soon as I know, you will know. Uh, it's an important thing. Just in my village alone, Dededo, my good mayor, and I've said this before as well. Dededo, we grow. We grow abandoned vehicles. <laughs> it grows in the jungle. I mean, literally, they're in Harmon and Dededo, uh, McDonald's area. There's an abandoned vehicle there, right next to the parking lot area. When you're driving through the drive-through, you see it there every single day. It was a full-blown, all-together vehicle. You go by there now; it's still there, except everything's. People have been stripping it for parts, so now all you got is a shell of a car. But it's still there, it's still there. Nobody wants to take uh, take responsibility for it. It's it's an eyesore. It's a definitely an abandoned vehicle right there in the middle, uh, right there in the industrial area of Harman uh, for all to see, for everyone to see. Maybe I should take a picture of it, you know, make people uh, look at it and say, hey, is this what you want to see when you're driving through our island? I mean, it's one thing if it's in the jungle, but right there, right behind McDonald's, I don't know maybe I'll get a hold of McDonald's. I know it ain't their property because if it was they probably would have got rid of it. But nobody w- wants to seem to take uh ownership of that little that little piece of land. It's just a little piece of land. Real small. It's like a buffer, I don't know, easement probably. But somebody's got to do something about it. Once again, uh welcome to Manland and Sea. I'm Dave Twainus. Uh, we're talking about a whole bunch of stuff. Um one of the good stuff that I just learned, uh, I think it's starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Uh, restaurants and uh, uh, food establishments, uh, you can dine in. Dining in. Can you imagine that? We haven't done that in the longest time. I used to eat out everywhere, from King's Restaurant to Jeff Pirates Cove to, I mean, everywhere. All the restaurants now are all takeout. And they have been for since this... Uh, crisis came around but starting tomorrow finally uh, people will be able to dine in of course there'll be uh, restrictions and uh, guidelines that they have to follow such as the uh, the table the, the configuration of the tables in the dining facility whether it be a restaurant or like i said uh, a restaurant they'll be six feet of six feet apart uh, you got to wear your mask, and people were asking how are you going to eat when you eat your mask? When you when, not eat your mask, but when you're wearing a mask, well, you simply take it off while you're eating, of course. <laughs> but when you get up to go and replenish or get something, get a drink, you got to put your mask on. It's just common. It's uh, you know it's for the safety of everyone, not only the staff of the uh, establishment, but for the other patrons that are there. So again, that's a good thing. Jeff Pirates Cove, uh, a good friend of mine, Jeff Pleadwell. I uh, went there uh, just today, and they had some great food. And he's looking forward to it. I'm sure all the other restaurants are looking forward to it. Again, uh, every place, you can look forward to dining out. Dining out for the first time in months. Uh, I've been doing what everybody else has been doing, just calling up the establishment, the restaurant that I like, and order it to take out. But starting tomorrow, again, it's uh, things. things are looking up now uh, we're not out of the woods yet but uh things are getting better that uh we're going to be able to go to your favorite local dining facility whatever it may be it might be denny's it might be king's it might be jeff pirate's cove uh you know we all have our favorites and uh you know it's great i'm looking forward to it uh once again um we live in uh unprecedented times and uh, we're going to do what what it takes to uh, make sure that everyone number one is safe you know safety of our families our children that's uh, at the very very forefront of what we do everything else is secondary i don't care about the tourists coming in and yeah i mean the government do because they need to make revenue but uh if it means it's going to jeopardize my family i'm going to say no i don't agree with it uh, but you know if they got uh all the precautions in place and all everything that they need to do to ensure that uh that we can open up and uh start accepting uh people to come in to enjoy our island like it was in the past then by all means but uh first and foremost make sure you got your procedures in place don't cut any corners don't don't try and cheat <laughs> okay Anyway, I'm rambling on. That's what you do on talk radio, and uh, especially if we don't got any callers. So if you're out there, you want to keep me company, give me a call. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about trash, illegal dump sites? By all means. Uh, a good friend of mine just uh, recently, he was oh, just popped in my head. I'm talking about my good friend Dave Lotz. He was with the, uh, the board for the, um, what's that? Uh, uh historic preservation and he was a board member but uh mm-hmm. his term had expired and the government did not uh renew his uh, uh being on the board so mr dave lots is no longer on the uh, historic preservation board and it's a loss for guam he's a very very outspoken advocate of our historic preservation. You know, he's out there. He's he's an ablet hiker. And he knows all the different uh historic sites, laddie sites, you know, all the different places that uh need to be protected. And unfortunately, uh the governor didn't see fit that uh he should continue as a board member. So but it doesn't it ain't gonna stop. I know Dave. He he ain't gonna stop being uh vocal about uh what has to be said about the protecting our history, our culture? So once again, Dave, thank you. I I I for one, I thank you for everything you've done over the years of uh, being uh, very uh, outspoken about uh, the protection of our historic sites, Laddie sites, etc. So once again, uh, I know a lot of people that uh, know Mr. Dave Lotts uh, feel the same way as I do. But, um, you know, again, it's not going to stop Mr. Lotz from continuing to uh, be vocal and uh, keep an eye on what's going on. It's just the way he is. So kudos to you. What is that, about 12 minutes to the top of the hour? Yeah. Time goes fast. Man, land, and sea. Every Thursday, 6.30 to 8 p.m. Again, um, thank you, uh, everyone. uh, I know, I know you don't. You're, it's dinner time, and most people don't call up, but uh, they're listening. They're listening. They definitely are listening. And uh, I do see a caller. Uh, is that the same caller, Ed? Okay. Ed, uh, I'm going to put you on the air, but please remember, remember, please, you're on radio. Okay? You can't be using any bad language or anything like that. Otherwise, you can sing anything you want.
7: Hey, you know we got
2: to monitor this. this yeah, uh, I Ed, you're you're uh, coming in. Uh, it's help. a lot of wind. Boom. I can't hear you, Ed.
6: Okay, hey. There you we go. Gotta, we got to monitor these companies that uh that sell you know uh that, that sell paint. Paint. Yeah, paint. Okay. Because you know paint expires, right? Yes, sir. Okay. The economy is not too good now. Okay. So, they got we got some companies that are. That that maybe half paint by pails or five gallons, one gallon, and you're just sitting in the warehouse. Yes, sir. It's it's expired. You can't use it. Uh huh. So, you know, just to dispose of that, it, it, it's a lot of money.
5: Yeah.
6: And what happens if you if you have paint stored away? It, it 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 eats up the the it eats up the the containers. So we need to we need the government to monitor these businesses that sell paint.
5: Hmm.
6: Because if we don't, if we don't, it's like the canned foods, right? Yes, the sir. The camp foods expire. Where does the canned food go? Uh,
2: I'm they, not sure. Maybe
6: they'll give somebody to feed their animals. Okay. I don't know. That's up to them. Yes, sir. But if they don't, then where does it go?
2: Probably in the trash.
6: I know, in the trash, but there's food in it, you know? Maybe if it's just an empty can, it'll be okay. But if there's food in it, there's something different. Okay. Okay, but we need to monitor who's selling paint. From spray cans to whatever paint, from hard paint. Because, you know, man, this is our island. And if people don't seem to, to, uh, what do you call it? Maybe I'm, I'm stirring up the hornets' nest.
2: No, but you, you make, you know, that's true. So I know I EP, point, EPA would be the one to monitor man. that. When,
6: when you talk about money, they, they don't seem to agree with you. Yeah. They, they want, the rich people want to, they, they want to live it. But they don't care for this. They don't care for our resources here. If it goes into our dirt, our water, you know?
2: Yeah, but I, I I do agree with you, Ed. Uh, uh, expired paint—where does it go? Does the uh, establishment or the store dispose of it properly? Uh, we hope so, but uh, the the folks that are supposed to monitor to, is EPA.
6: EPA needs to go. Are they buying them off? Are, are, they, buying, are they buying? I I, I don't them
2: know. I don't know. Are hey. they
6: buying the inspectors? I don't just, know. Just like just like public health. Yeah. Every you know everybody buys each other. And it's not too good, you know, because it all falls into environmental problems.
2: Yes, sir. Okay, well, again, Ed, uh, you got the opportunity to get the word out. And, um, you know, you, you do make a point. I mean, what? do I, I'm assuming that the, uh, the store or the establishment, they have expired paints. They're supposed to get rid of it the proper way. They're not just supposed to dump it.
6: It's expensive. And another thing, Ed, you know, these the private contractors, they don't have license. Or even contractors that do have license, right? Yes, sir. What, what do they throw there? If they, if whoever going around they look at the uh, tiles, they look at toilet bowls, they look at, uh, you know, this uh, construction uh, uh, renovation. We we gotta monitor these private contractors, you know, because when they when you, when you when they go to uh, buy this and that. You know, we got to have somebody in the government look at where they're, where they're going with that and and, and what they, where they're throwing their debris. I hear because you. I,
5: I, hear I, you. I, see
6: some, I see some construction debris around too. From yeah. tiles to uh, asbestos uh, drop ceiling tiles. You
2: you, know, The
6: roofing tiles, yeah. the drop ceiling.
2: Well, I, I think, Ed, you know, if, if you see them doing it in front of you. Uh, I would suggest you call it in immediately. Call the no, property. I don't, I
6: don't see them doing it. Well, then that, just, that's the problem, man. It's hard to I catch them. See, I just
2: see the, the junk, the trash. Yeah, yeah, I see the trash too. And
6: another thing, you know, the people that are trashing our island, they're not, they're not from here. Maybe they, the Chamorros, they listen to me and you're dumping. Me. Not Mamalo.
5: Yeah, don't exactly. Do,
6: don't, don't do it. But if, if the people are really dumping you, They're not from here because they don't give a hoot about our island. The only only concern is about making the money. But they can talk about Palau. They can talk about Philippines. The ocean is nice. Everything because they take care. They have pride for it. But they can come and make money on our island. Mm -hmm. They come over here. They make money over here. They become citizens over here. But they don't give a hoot. But we, they can always brag about their island.
2: Okay. Ed, Ed I, I do have other callers, man. I appreciate your comments again. Thank you, man. we got six minutes to the top of the hour, and we're going to go to line two with Joe. Huffer day, Joe, you're on the air.
7: Hi, Dave.
2: Hi. How you doing, sir?
7: Uh, well, I was wondering, I didn't catch you earlier, but I was wondering, since I forgot, when was the uh, recycling pickup for our village?
2: Uh, it starts... Um, Excuse me. It starts, um, I believe, tomorrow or Monday. Sorry. Monday. Yeah, Monday. The, your regular uh, scheduled uh, trash pickup schedule. Whatever that you know, village different villages have different days, right? right. It will it will start Monday, and it's the approved uh, recyclables that will be accepted.
7: Oh, like plastic and cans. Yeah, whatever know the uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, whatever the approved ones are. I was hoping to get Mr. Larry Gass uh, on the show again. He's been on the show uh, previous. But uh, if what you've been doing before, uh, the approved plastics, that's what they'll be accepting.
7: Okay, then I appreciate
2: that. No, that's a good thing. I'm glad they're starting it back up. Uh, The reason for the – if you didn't hear it, uh, I explained it – Larry said, because of the recyclables, uh, they had to hand sort them. They had to make sure that the uh, the staff of uh, Guam Solid Waste Authority had the proper protection, the PPEs uh, they call them. So now that they do, uh, they're going to reactivate the uh, the recycling. Recycling. Yes, fantastic. Oh,
7: that's nice.
2: Yeah, it really is. Yeah,
7: because there is a lot of them been overflow and yes. throwing it regular trash and whatnot.
2: Yes, sir. Very so much now so.
7: it's going to be. Back on track and it'd be pretty good,
2: safe. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Larry has is going to have the problem problem with uh, getting a lot of these recyclables off island because a lot of the countries in our area that were accepting recyclables are not accepting them now. So it winds oh. up it winds up staying here. Luckily, we got some groups like the uh, the group I mentioned. Um, uh, yeah, earlier
7: the yeah the, uh, yeah they're shredder and yeah whatnot.
2: they're shredding them and yeah. melt, melting yeah. them down. They already got one machine, and we're hoping to get more machines, and I'm going to do everything uh, to they, promote
7: And they had it. one on, uh, what's his name, uh, on Tuesday, Was that? Uh, uh, the program? Data
2: Hub, the Data Hub, yes.
7: Yeah, yeah, they had one, uh, there's a guy that uh, was talking about doing the plastic, grinding it up, and putting yeah. it down the footing of the uh, road
2: yeah yeah that was probably yeah. dr austin shelton
7: yeah right he was saying that
2: yeah the the the, the two young ladies that are spearheading this uh, uh shredding and they're also affiliated with the uh island sustainability up at the university of guam they work hand in hand together and dr austin is uh, very versed on the on the uh, project as well
7: yeah it, it's gonna save the government a lot of money the uh it yeah, right. And put it under a footing.
2: No, I'm, I am. I was so excited to hear about it. You know, not only yeah. for the roads and stuff, but uh, you know, like the two young ladies, uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Veloco and um, uh, Moneca uh, D'Oro, they, right. They're going to melt them down and turn them into different uh, items that can be resold. So it, it's a win-win situation. We get rid of the plastic, we reuse them, and uh, make some money out of it, and uh, contributes to the economy.
7: Oh, that's pretty
2: nice. Yeah, and once yeah. we get these machines, at, and the goal is to get a machine, mm-hmm. uh, the shredder, and the, the, the one that melts it down at every single village level, I think we're going to get uh, definitely get a handle on the plastic problem.
7: Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, can you imagine? A lot of water bottles
2: running <laughs> around. There's lots literally billions, bottles, <laughs> you know? lots of water bottles, lots yeah. and lots. And just a thought, you know, just imagine, um, Joe, the, the different type of items you can make. Um, you know, all you have to do is to make the mold, pour the, uh, the melted plastic in there, and it turns into a different, whole different product.
7: Wow, that's pretty neat. No, it is. It, it might even come out of a baluster. With...
2: It, uh, sky's the limit. Uh, as long as you can make the mold, they can, they can make the item.
7: Oh, that's neat. No, that's it nice. is.
2: I am, again, very excited about the whole thing. Um, the, they did mention that the machine, uh, you can purchase it, or they actually have, you can download the, the blueprints and build it yourself. Oh. I mean, so the, they're looking, uh, again, I had him on the show uh, last week.
0: I'll
2: oh. probably get him on the show again. And, again, I told them, we're going to promote this, get the momentum going, and get people involved.
7: Oh yeah, that'd be pretty good because now they're starting recycling, and some people will save it and give it, you know, yeah, exactly. give it to them for uh, for them to start using
2: it. Yeah, and because uh, Guam Solid Waste Authority is going to start um, picking up the recyclables, but unfortunately, right. a lot of the recyclables that he, uh, Guam Solid Waste was able to ship off island, they can't even do that now because nobody's accepting them.
7: Oh boy, that's sad.
2: Yeah, so we got to do. That
7: good. We have that shredder. Yeah, we got to. And boating and whatnot. Yeah. And we can do some craft work on it.
2: And exactly. It exactly. Uh, Joe, I thank you for all your comments. We're right up against CBS News. Thank you. Thank you so okay, much. Okay,
7: Dave. I'll see you next weekend.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Joe.
7: Okay, bye bye.
2: All right, there you go. Just seconds away from CBS News, I'd like to thank every single one of you for tuning in to Man, Land, and Sea every Thursday, 6.30 to 8 p.m. I'm Dave Duenas saying adios, bye-bye.